it seemed like like the, the the important stuff at the moment there it wasn't how big you were living it was more about the, the relationships and the people there yeah Welcome to the Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Learon, a podcast exploring the power of community, one conversation at a time. Welcome. Today I'm really excited to be sharing my conversation with Pear, Isabella and Riley, two humans and a dog very dear to me who fed me food and hugs for a year while we lived together at the co-living house K9. From life as a couple in a collective, the power of food and pets to bring people together, to the difficulty of meeting new people after moving out, we discuss many of the famous co-living topics and myths. Let's just dive right in. Hi guys, how are you? Hello. Thank you, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm good, I'm really happy to do this. Finally, we've been talking about doing this for a long time now, so I'm really glad we found the time. Yes, finally, finally. Since like, since months, we've been wanting to do yeah. this, I think. <laughs> But I have a few people that I always text them. It's like, is it a good time now? Is it a good time now? So I'm glad it's a good time now. <laughs> and, and Riley came running here when we started. Yeah. Yes. So he's, he's laying here in my, my, how do you say it? My in your lap. In my lap. In between us. In between I can us, see yeah. his nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's ready for the questions. <laughs> so cute. Awesome. But then then your Isabella is here, Paris is here, Riley is here. That's amazing. Do you guys want to um, start by introducing yourself? All right. So my name is Per. Uh, we lived in the K9 uh, for about Thank three you. years ago. Mm-hmm. And we lived there for a year. And um, me, uh, me personally, I'm from uh, Sundsvall up north in Sweden. And then uh, I met Isabella in Stockholm during a summer uh, when I was in a Facebook group, uh, vegan Facebook group, and she wrote like, anyone want to take a beer? And at that time I was uh, at my friend's uh, boat and uh, he was hangover and I was had so much energy. So I was just left him there and uh, I went to take his beer and I met Isabella and we hanged out the whole weekend. And uh, mm-hmm. after a year later, we moved into K9. Mm-hmm. And what do you work with? And I work as a designer, a product designer. So I do branding and logos. And now I also do like packaging design, which is fun. Yeah, and you so actually, much, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, no, and packaging design, especially for food, I realized it's so much fun because there's so many different kind of elements, uh, illustrations and uh, uh, yeah, it's so many things that goes into what you what you eat. Mm-hmm, definitely, I think there's a lot to talk about around food with you guys. Definitely, my story <laughs> with you is, is around food. But you also <laughs> one thing that you've designed is the new logo for K9. I think that's really important to mention. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun because I, I really I even did that one after I, I have moved out. True. K9 is still K9 is still a big part of me. Nice, uh, and I like that. Yeah, so um, my name is Isabella and I'm born and raised in Italy, but when I was eight years old, I moved to Stockholm and I'm a big food lover, I've been uh, working as a food uh, inspirator um, and then uh, right now I'm studying uh, pr- to become a prosthetist and orthotist and um, yeah, I'm 26 years old and living here in Jan shopping with Pad and 
Then we have Mr. Riley that's sitting between us for everyone that doesn't see him. <laughs> and he's uh, uh, around a dog that's around seven, eight years old. In his, so he's in his best years right now. And he's from the streets of Budapest. So we adopted him and he was just a street dog. Nice. And he <laughs> was living with you at K9, right? Yes. He was living with us at K9. So he was the K9 of K9. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting about, you know, for me, K9 is just a house. I keep forgetting that it actually means something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks, guys. Great intros. Um, so do you want to where should we start do you want to tell us a bit about so you we know how you met so that's really cool and mm -hmm. how did you end up in a collective was it something that you had planned or it kind of just like happened well it 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 was we we didn't plan it it because it was we lived in a, a small apartment uh but we got uh, thrown out by no reason at all the, the owner of the apartment wanted to move back home basically and so we had to find a new place. And then I think Isabella, you found this ad on Facebook about the co-living. Yeah, like there's like Facebook group for, um, what's it called? Co-living places. Mm. And there's an ad, someone uh, was moving out and needed someone to move in. And the hardest thing when living in Stockholm is if you have a dog, it's like, it's impossible to find an apartment that accepts you if you have a dog, no one wants you. Yeah. Sadly, so we were freaking out because we didn't know where to move and we saw this amazing ad and we didn't know what is this I mean 50 people are living together what's going on <laughs> but it sounds crazy amazing and I mean we love new adventures in life yeah. so we just I mean contacted this person so it's the only place we applied for all right and we so we actually, it was fun because we were the first people moving in that didn't um, move in through the normal way you move into canine, like interviewings and stuff. Oh. So we just came there one day and we didn't meet Stefan like everyone else does. Yeah, we, all, we only had a small interview with the girl who were moving out. Yeah. And so we sat in the yoga room with her and she talked with us and just to see if we if we were the, the right type of uh, people who would enjoy living there and yeah. we we just loved it from yeah and she showed right. us uh, around the house and showed us the room on the amazing fifth floor and uh, but back then there was another person living the room she had was very small uh, so that would be too small for us two and a dog but then the room next week was a big room and, but the guy living there uh, was not in K9 because uh, he was on a skiing trip. And this was actually like the first time we just encountered the amazing like kindness through the people at K9. Like he had no idea of who we were. This was our first time at K9. And she called him and asked if we could take his room, if he could move to the small room. I mean, he was far away in another country and he's just said, yeah, sure, do it. He even liked the idea of having a smaller room. Yeah, so he just asked us, like, pack my stuff in my room and move them to the room next to it. So, like, we just packed the stuff we found in his room and moved it to the room next to it and just moved in. Yeah. So that was a very special way of moving into K9. 
I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I knew about it. And oh my God, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> kind of him. So you got the big room in the end. Yeah, I mean, so kind of him. He didn't know who we were. We just, like, she called him out of nowhere. And also, they, like, he let us, like, it's his private stuff. But still, yes. he had so much trust in some strangers yeah. that was going to yeah. move in there to take his stuff and move it. That was amazing, I think. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's such a great example of, yeah, like you say, the kindness that we found in that house. Also, mm -hmm. just from the girl to just think that it was okay to call and ask, you know, mm -hmm. because it's such a huge thing. No, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> give him a call. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it seemed like like the, the, the important stuff at the moment there, it wasn't how big you were living. It was more about the, the relationships and the people there. Yeah. Let's yeah. make space for the, like, if there's a good people here, let's make space for them. Yeah, and, and moving, uh, moving stuff to another room, that's not a big... Uh, big thing or well, it wasn't at the time then. Mm. <laughs> wow i love that story that's amazing <laughs> so then on our way out from the building then suddenly we met stefan and uh, we just said hi to him and said hi and uh, i mean he had no idea because he's used to i guess to make all the um, interviews <laughs> mm. but but do, you, uh, we, do you know how come you got to skip that like do you know if they had an agreement to skip the interviews or they just decided to to recruit themselves no i mean i don't know because Stefan also like when we moved in and talked to him he said like we were the first one that just moved in in this way so he, but then when he met us he said in the entrance he like he saw on us that we were like yeah he gave us this kind of uh blessing <laughs> yeah he, he looked at us like from top top to bottom and like yeah, this seems to be good people. <laughs> and I think he trusted uh, this girl as well to, yeah. to make, a, <laughs> to make the, the decision. And he said that I could never stop talking when I was in front of him. So he said that was, <laughs> it's good because I, 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 I was like a little weirdo just talking and being over social. So <laughs> I think I think the doggles, I mean, for me, yeah. when I heard that, because we move almost at the same time. Yeah. And when I heard uh, that you guys were moving in with a dog, I remember mm -hmm. thinking, okay, it's cool. It's dog people. It's good people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if you yeah. can take of your time to care for, an, for another living being, you're, you're probably going to be caring of the living beings around you. I don't know. It's a process <laughs> I have. I don't know if it's true always, but I like to think that it is. That's true. That's true. It's true. I think so too. Yeah, like I, I love I love dogs because they are so uh, simple in the way they. It's it's so much. I don't know so much love, love and uh, they are very easy easy to love and they love you very easily as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 very it's not a lot of species. Yeah, it's they're very simple to love. <laughs> yeah yeah there's an unconditional love from them that i really yeah. yes. really like you can do so so small things and they will be so happy for you just being there definitely mm -hmm. yeah that's true and so how was uh, moving in and living on the fifth floor so on the top floor with a dog that is not a tiny dog let's face it and how was like kind of getting finding your space in that space it, it like uh, he got uh, welcomed by open arms i think 
then was this small issues with I think it was because he has a class and that sounds a lot when you go into the, go uh, through the hallways. hallways. Mm. Uh, so we wanted to have we wanted to have uh, carpets there, and that that was the first issue I think that we was it got solved as well very easily and did a lot of because there was this this idea from small idea I think that you shouldn't change too much in the in the common spaces, uh, but we wanted to have carpets there for Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something we had to fight just a little bit for. Uh, but after of that, we we realized okay, we can change stuff, but you need to communicate much better with uh, the owners of the house and the people around you. Mm-hmm. And when you have this good con- connection, good communication with the people that also also own this common space, you can it, it the space is being created by itself, and it gets yes better and better. Yeah. I mean, we were not used to live with so many people, so we had we didn't know how to communicate first with fifty people. So by mis- doing mistakes, we learned it. Mm. That was really good. But it was very it was it was kind of simple to live with it on the fifth floor. Like all the people living on that floor were they were so amazing and welcoming Riley. So we could have our door open all day long. So he could just run around the hallways to the kitchen. He will run into the people's room. Everyone has, <laughs> everyone has their door open. So he, yeah. <laughs> one, one day we saw him. Uh, he has disappeared, and we were like looking for Riley. And we go uh, passing uh, an apartment, and in there, there's this uh, guy that we really lo- love, and he's sitting there at on the floor, and has pl- uh, placed out different candies on the floor, like food, food candies. <laughs> for Riley so he's sitting in front of Riley and has this tab- t- small table of uh, different uh, food candies for Riley yes because he wants to get to know Riley better and see which he likes the most and that was just so magical to see when you... <laughs> so it was like food from his own plate he was placing that's amazing yeah. it's like he was having his own private time with your dog just getting to know yeah. Yeah. without you guys interfering yeah <laughs> And yeah, exactly. Without us being there, it, that was mm. pretty cool experience to see that. Oh, Riley is having his own life here. Yeah, and does his own stuff. <laughs> and also, like there was another room. Uh, actually, uh, I think Mo was uh, your and Marika's room had yeah. always this spot of sun. Yeah, the, on the, on the through the window. Yeah, there was a exactly. square of sunlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So in the afternoons, he would go and lay in this uh, spot of sun on your floor. <laughs> that was the best. Coming into your room and having the dog laying there in the sun. Oh, yeah. Loving. So I think, yeah, like we were individuals living there, but Riley was also an own kind of individual living here. Definitely. Yeah, it had his but- own personality. And I think I like to think that it brought us all of us closer together somehow. Because we all have our stories with Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would talk about it a lot. And then at the dinner table, he was always trying to, you know, maybe sit to <laughs> one person that gives more food. And <laughs> it's, it's very difficult to have, like, any long dispute with a dog. You can't really have, like, being angry at him for, like, you didn't do this uh, last week, Riley. 
uh, it's just <laughs> it's just uh, unconditional love from him. So and that, that maybe brings people together in that way. Yeah, that's true. I remember true. like Raphael give Raphael giving him like was it chicken and was it uh, Arturo giving him steak and we have like everyone just giving him food and loving him and cuddling with him. Yeah. So it was. It was no problem at all. It was a good life. Oh yeah. my, I think it was, it was a good amazing. life. Yeah. Yeah, life of Riley. Like yes. Yeah. Which, we, <laughs> which we got to know that it it meant that when we were living there, that life of Riley is uh, ex- expression of living a good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, living the life of Riley. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. I love that expression now, even more because of him. Definitely. <laughs> And um, and then if we go back to you guys, so you said you did, you weren't used to living like that. Had you no. lived with other people before, or just the two of you? Or I never like after I moved out from my parents' house, I've always been living alone. Mm. And then I moved into living with Isabella, and then living with Isabella and a dog, mm. and then going to it's fifty people. So no, not not really. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Just with like one person. Yeah, never with so many. And I remember it, it was when I when I moved out from my house, my parents' house. It was it was this very liberating and very I felt very free and very like I have my own apartment. I can be out be up so late I want. I can eat whatever I want. And but that only lasted for maybe uh, two years, three years. Uh, that was and and that then I started to look for more, look for creating more relations. Mm. And I, I met Isabella and I figured out that it was so boring after a while to just live in your own small palace on your, <laughs> in your own apartment. It's, mm. it's not, it doesn't work that long term for, for, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just something I got in mind now. Like it's how to live as a couple in canine which I thought was very interesting because, I mean, there were some couples, not that many back when I was living. It was, I think we were maybe just three couples or something like this, if I remember right. Um, and I loved it because people often want, like ask me, but how could you live if our room was 17 square meters? Uh, but then we had the whole house. But I thought it was amazing to live as a couple in K9 because I mean, Per made his own friends, I made my own friends, and uh, sometimes you would sit and work on the first floor, then I would go to the second floor, or like, it's even, I mean, we were, because both of us worked from home, so we were in K9 all day long, from morning to night, 24-7, both working from home as a couple, so people maybe will think it will be too intense for the relationship, but it wasn't. We had our own lives, even if we were under one roof all yeah. the time. Yeah, it was more uh, the other way around. Like <laughs> instead of being uh, like um, in a, in just one apartment, and you you don't have much uh, many places to go. You can go to fifty other apartments, <laughs> where yeah. you, you can you can at least go to different uh, rooms and common spaces, and you can you can meet with more people. And I think there's not one single couple that enjoys just living your whole life with a partner and only that partner. You need to have friends around you as well. Uh, and a dog. 
Oh, that is so true. I think it's, um, I think one or two episodes ago, I was talking to a girl um, and she was saying exactly that. She, she had a really nice quote where she said, we expect from our partner what we used to get from a village, right? Nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm experiencing this firsthand now that I've been in lockdown for 160 years. And <laughs> so it feels, and it's just the two of us, thank God, and a dog, but it's so harsh like it's so hard on the relationship that yeah you expect everything from that one person it's just yeah. it's it's yeah it's not natural at all to live like that it's just yeah I mean, it's so true and i feel like even if it was something if we had thought i mean then i had so many friends to directly go and talk to Mm-mm. instead of keeping it inside of me you know walk around in an apartment keeping it, keeping it inside of me there I could just go knock on your door and talk to you if I needed to yeah and get it out so and it would just solve super fast yeah yeah so and I think yeah. like you wake up in the morning and like for example I'm I'm a morning person he's absolutely not and so I love like waking up in the morning and chatting to people and having coffee and you know doing something already mm-hmm not for him and so <laughs> instead of me getting frustrated and not being able to you know talk and for him getting frustrated because I bother him mm-hmm. you know to be able to just go to the kitchen and meet people who are also morning yeah. persons and just hang out mm-hmm. there and getting what you need you know it's yeah. so important and then you go back to your partner and you're happy <laughs> because you're you know you got what you needed I don't know it's uh, yeah it makes so much sense it's like common sense but yeah, mm-hmm. we don't really practice it. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I th- that's something I really miss. Like, because uh, the mornings when you were making breakfast, and I also love to make extra pancakes, uh, or I <laughs> love to make pancakes, and you love to make uh, your banana pancakes as well. <laughs> and that was something I really loved this uh, last uh, summer when I got to visit K9 for a weekend, and uh, you were there as well. and. I woke up uh, very early and I went to buy all the ingredients you have to have to make pancakes. Then I went to make pancakes and then uh, on the fifth floor and people started coming and waking up and it was just such an awesome experience to, to experience that again. That was something I missed. Yeah, I think I that's my favorite thing. I love here at home as well, but you don't like pancakes no. as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you can get everything in a partner. It's good that you can, you need to share your pancakes with others. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's I miss those moments so much. Like just yeah. You start doing something in the kitchen and someone comes in, someone comes in, someone you know, it's like eventually you're like eight people around that table yeah. and uh, and you didn't plan anything. You're just there and it's just it turns into such a wonderful conversation and um yeah, yeah, I, I miss a lot, definitely. And um, so what would you say was, uh, so you said we made some mistakes in communication and that's how we learn and stuff. Like, what would you say uh, was the greatest learning individually or as a couple uh, for, that you took from your time in the house? It can that's be a several. difficult question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um. a, it's a very difficult. I think like, I learned even more and I matured even more in uh, how to have open communication with people. So it's still about communication, but yeah. in, on an individual level, meaning that if I feel that something someone does 
it's bothering me. I should not go and talk, we say, behind its back with someone. Like, I should go and talk directly to the person. Yeah. Because um, I, I encountered it and I had, uh, like, I had some disputes with some people in the house. But in the end, what sold it? It was just about me and this person finally just sitting down and talking. Mm-mm. It took us so long time to do it, which was silly. Like, the moment we sat down, it just sold in like three minutes of talk. But mm. like, but both, like, so I think both of us learned from that situation, but yeah. So, cause sometimes it's hard to tell someone that what you made make me sad or what you make makes me angry. Yeah, but that is I, so hard. I think we're yeah. all like, I mean, yeah, it's, we're all in our own little, like, there's the ego, there's the fear of disappointing, there is like, yeah. And do you feel like Mm -hmm. anything in the house, in the way the house was uh, run, do you think that helped? Like, how did you get to, to that, um, to finding that solution? Because I was then talking to, like, you, uh, other friends I had there. And I mean, every time I would talk to you about the, my angry issues I had maybe, or what I was feeling towards this person or so, then you would tell me to talk to the person. Mm-hmm. And like, and the first time I was like, no, I want that. You know that you haven't, everyone has an ego. You're like, that person should talk to me. Right. But yeah, the second course, time yeah. I would bring it up to you, you would still again, go and talk to the person. And I would be like, well, maybe. And in the end of the hearing it many times from you guys, I'm like, okay, I mean, how hard can it be? Mm. So I think, yeah, it taught me like, so I think you guys helped me by talking to you. Yeah, it's if like, I was alone. Sorry. No, no, it's just, it's funny because I, you say I, I told you that, but I, I'm pretty sure if I was in your situation, I would need someone to tell me, right? It's like, it's also always so much easier to tell someone the right thing to do. <laughs> But if I have yeah. a fight with someone, I'm also a bit like, no, they should apologize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, in, but in real life, you don't need to meet. And also like in real life, you don't need to meet this person every day because it's sure. not in your home, this yeah. person that you're fighting with. Mm-mm. But here Mm-mm. I will meet the person every day. So like it needs to be solved because it will affect the whole energy yeah. of the like of the people living there. And you, I don't want it to affect others so it's like you're facing the reality much harder when you live there yeah like it slaps you harder because you see every day so you need you need to learn how to handle it faster than what you would do in a normal case when you live alone because if you live alone in a normal apartment you wouldn't see the person so you can just choose to not send us sms and not see the person anymore yeah and you unfollow on facebook and then you're done yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly you unfollow and it's done but there you cannot unfollow so that's great like because it's amazing because you will really grow as a person there yeah. you need to meet them in the hallway in the, in yeah. the kitchen yeah mm-hmm. do you feel yeah. like okay now I'm, I'm kind of like going back and forth in, in terms yeah. of timelines but <laughs> Do you feel like, because you've moved out now, and do you feel like you've kept this growth, what you've learned? Because that is something that I'm definitely struggling with. Where, where everything I thought that I had made me a better person. Uh, I Now that I'm stuck here, I really feel like, oh my gosh, I actually haven't 
you know, I, I need to really work harder to keep the, the, the learning from K9. Yeah, I, I hope Riley's uh, breathing doesn't sound numb because he's like he's snoring. <laughs> but no. Can't hear he's... him, so that but, should yeah, be okay, fine. Not in the pod. Okay, good. But yeah, what I, yeah, I, I felt the same. And I also, one of the biggest learnings I got from Gaina was the, that the space itself and the people, of course, but the space allow, uh, uh, is designed in a way that the brings the best of you out. Uh, and it allows you to be more for, for, for example me I'm more of a more of an introvert person and uh, I usually I'm a more shy and uh, I like to do not so many um, expressionistic uh, activities but um, at, at K9 I even got uh, to have my own magic show like I was I didn't have any t-shirt at all I was not like, be, be, very chested and I had my magic show with a big audience where <laughs> half of the audience I didn't even know the rest of the audience was living there yeah but in that room and in the house at the moment at that moment moment it was this big uh, uh, trust and people didn't judge you you could do whatever you wanted and there was not this uh, uh, fear of uh, getting um, shamed in any yeah, way and judged. and judged yeah so so and that's something i've never experienced before and i can't experience it in and i haven't experienced it in any other places as well i've tried to find this because i love being on the stage because it's a bit uh, exciting to be on stage but i can't be as uh, comfortable as i was in k9 but do oh. you feel like what you learn there like have you been able to like like what you were asking mo like this feeling yeah can you in some way uh, like, like, I, I know which um, I, I know which components that the there was in the house that mm -hmm. allowed me to do it uh, but it's I need to have a room filled with people that uh, doesn't judge and doesn't <laughs> uh, want any harm on you they yeah. just want you to be happy and they are there together with you that's when I can I can really be comfortable being on a stage or being more talking more loudly or expressing myself higher. My God, I have so many thoughts around what you just said. It's so true. And I mean, I, I have to say the moment you said I'm someone who's quite shy and who doesn't like like, you know, like activities where I express myself too much. I had a vision of you doing the magic show when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> bare chest and that that uh, show was so amazing it's one of my favorite memories in the house and I'm pretty sure a lot of people as well because it was yeah. such a I mean I don't know I don't want to sound religious at all it was like a moment of communion almost like everyone was in that room staring and just taking it all in it was such a good show by the way you should do it again <laughs> but, and uh, and I completely agree I mean so I'm here in this country where I don't know anyone and Anton my partner is trying to uh, encourage me to meet people well when it's legal and um, <laughs> and every time I mean I'm here talking about community and having a podcast about like you know meeting people and mm -hmm. and and every time I'm meeting someone new I find myself retrieving in some kind of like 
you know, like snail <laughs> shell and being terrified and not being able to find what you talk about, what I had in the K9, where I felt like I was actually an extrovert that I had no idea, but I could talk to anyone. I didn't really care. I was, I was meeting new people and being super, super talkative and wanting to know about them. And as soon as I meet someone here, I'm like some kind of, I don't know, like traumatized person who can't even like <laughs> say her own name. Yeah. And why is that? <laughs> I don't. I recognize myself in a way too. I don't know. Like for example, here in university, there's so many like amazing people in my class. Like if anyone is listening to this, you're all amazing. <laughs> but like it's it's not that I have many. Like it's not that I got like many real friends. Like I've got maybe like two, one one two like real friends in my class like real 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 that yeah i will have forever for the rest of my life <gasps> while in canine i suddenly got so many and i'm not getting why because i'm feeling just like you like when people and it's so sad because for everyone that doesn't know i'm generally a very extroverted person very social person and canine took this even more out from like i became even more <laughs> extroverted there but here, I don't know why, I become more introvert. Like when people wants to hang out, I'm always the one saying no. Like people go out, they invent things, they do dinners and I'm always kind of like, no. And I don't know why I'm taking this step back. Cause in K9, I was contrary. I would like do dinners for 50 people. I would like show you know, be part of everything. Definitely. But I, I, I think it needs to be like the type of people. I think we all had a very interesting package in a backpack interesting stories in our backpacks and we were all very willing to share it with each other we are all really like very open to each other like i wanted to share who i am with you you want to tell your story to me in kind of short time like mm -mm. we became very like it sounds not intimate that sounds bad like we became very how do you say like very no, but i mean intimate doesn't have to be yeah, sexual <laughs> Yeah, like intimate friendship, very yeah. fast mm. compared to maybe real life outside K9. Yeah, I think the space, yeah. I mean, it has a lot to do with just the proximity, you know, mm. like the, just the fact that we're all inside the same space and yeah. uh, you see each other all the time and it, it kind of like makes you... I, I read somewhere that uh, to create real friendship, you need to have proximity and uh, repeated uh and unplanned encounters mm -hmm. in a setting that encourage people to open up and i think that's exactly the <laughs> definition of canine it's like yeah. and all of yeah. that was there there's this um a theory of uh, dramaturgic uh, theory of i think it's goffman or something like that that says that we're all living in a big uh, uh, theater basically the life is a big theater and you have different scenes yeah and when you go into a room you you need to first figure out okay what is what is what kind of room is this what kind of scene is this and who am, who am i playing in this theater oh. and that's exactly how it was in k9 i think you you go into the fifth floor and you see all these uh, traces on the doors there are photographs there are messages on from the people who lives in the apartment so you get a manuscript basically and you see okay this is the type of people and this is the type of uh, way you are supposed to be in this theater uh, but it's 
and calling it theater makes it it's not as uh, um it's more real than uh, this no but i understand what you mean like. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it doesn't it, mean we're faking it but it's exactly it's just, yeah. uh... but it, it more gives you the gives you the it communicates how how we're living our life here yeah you understand you get the tools to understand how to communicate yeah. with the people and no definitely i love that and to, to one thing i'm also thinking about and i've talked about it with marika actually is um why do we say no to going out with people now because i'm the same like Anto's like same. there's this dinner i'm like nope <laughs> so, and then i'm like i don't i don't understand i don't have any friends yeah well um yeah. and so with marika we were talking and i think because canine spoiled us because we had everything just outside our bedroom door and we don't even have the energy or we don't know how anymore how to be a host or a guest because in canine we were never never really a host or a guest we were kind of both mixed all the time mm -hmm. and anytime we wanted to leave it was fine today if i go to dinner yeah. at someone's place uh -huh. and after two hours i had a wonderful time nothing against them but after two yeah. hours i'm just like okay guys i'm tired good night they'll be like yeah. uh rude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at canine you could do that you could just stand up yes. be like thank you so much guys i'm gonna help clean up and then you go to bed yeah. and that's fine that's so true like that's so true that's what i think one of the reasons for me too like i'm saying no to so many things when like when people invite me i think that's one of the reasons like because when i want to be with people i want to give the best of me and my whole energy to them but if my energy if i know it will only last for one for half an hour one hour then i say no to like i say no to them because i know one hour is not enough because just because when people hang out they hang out for maybe more time and um, just like for example like uh, i don't drink alcohol people when they hang out here like they drink alcohol and i know then like i feel like after half an hour one hour i've given the, my whole isabella to them and for me that's enough i'm like i'm satisfied yeah mm -mm. and i don't want to like disappoint anyone and just leave them because there's so many rules today like then it maybe they will think like oh she doesn't like us but that's yeah. not the truth like i love them but mm -mm. now yeah my energy is done finito to really see the to really see the most beautiful and uh, awesome uh, uh, sides of you you once almost needs to be more close to you where spontaneous mm -hmm. things happen yeah when you're like oh no i want to do taco night now yeah yeah and yeah, that no. happens if, yeah it's funny because some people think oh how could you like be with so many people all the time and how do you even get to recharge and stuff but I almost feel like I get to recharge more when I was there because I could like I said you come like we are saying like you come in and out you decide mm -hmm. so after half an hour if you need to recharge and if you need yeah. your own time it's totally fine no one's gonna say anything whereas if yeah. you go out like if you jump on the subway 40 minute ride find the address go up there after 30 minutes you're already exhausted socially but you have to stay for an, an extra three hours just because you know you've made the effort and and you want to you don't want to be rude and then you 40 minutes back and then you go to bed and the next day you're just like okay i need to recharge for like 45 hours you know so yeah it's uh it's a very interesting 
misunderstanding i think or misconception mm -hmm. of how it is to live with so many i was so charged there like <laughs> i was living the best time of my life overcharged <laughs> overcharged do you feel like do you also feel that sometimes it got too much how did you do when it became too much when it was too much yeah. but then i just went to my room yeah like it was so near my room like if it's too much i walk one minute and i'm in my room and i can you know put on some youtube videos and close the door mm -mm. i mean because that's nice yeah that, you like, can do that closed door then people respect okay it's closed yeah. was it like that well, for you as well pair yeah and i think yeah that's one of the most uh, things people are most afraid of when talking about co-living or collectives that oh it's so much and it gets too much to handle so much social interaction but if you have a structure where you are have thought thought of that before and you have this you have your own room you have a yoga room even if you want to meditate then you solve those things mm. one thing i wanted to jump uh, on as well because you guys were such like foodies is uh, <laughs> the, the relationship between uh, people getting together and food because mm -hmm. i think that's a really big thing and one thing that we noticed when you guys moved out is that not only I think you had so much for you. So you guys were a couple, you had the dog and you were basically feeding everyone. And I think <laughs> I think that what you brought to the house was insane because being a couple, I think you bring Aww. this little family aspect. And mm -hmm. then obviously having the dog was amazing. And then feeding everyone was just like, how could we not love you, right? And so how did you experience that? Because you were working with food at the time and you just love food in general. So... Do you yeah. want to talk a bit about that? It's so sweet of you saying all those things. I get very happy. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, back then I was working as a like food inspirator. It's called. So I was making recipes, taking like I was a marketing manager for a vegan food company. So my work was literally like cooking food, taking pictures, uploading recipes. But then the food I cook needs to be eaten by someone. <laughs> So every Monday, especially Mo, you knew this. Every Monday, Best it, was day. Like, <laughs> it was a cooking day for me because it's the time to take pictures for recipes. And I just loved it. Like I was so, because it was exhausting to cook food, taking pictures. And because by doing that, I would lose this little uh, fire I had for like the cooking because it's so much about the company. Mm -hmm. taking the perfect picture and selling and selling but the moment I couldn't take away the camera I could you know take away all the work things and just like call you all to come and eat the food I've done that was the best moment like to share it with everyone and also just like for me food brings together people and I'm a feeder to see people eat makes me happy I don't want anyone to go around being hungry <laughs> I mean, yesterday you made uh, hummus and tahini for, uh, I think, 20 people. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a problem. I think my brain has not moved away out from canine because I still cook food like for 50 people. <laughs> like, I had so many dinners at canine, different dinners, and I just loved it. I remember, mm. I don't know if you guys remember, like I had a 
pizza night. I made those all crazy, amazing pizzas with all the toppings. I remember. One of the best uh, <laughs> dishes you made, yeah. I think. Yeah. Those, pizza? yeah, those pizzas, I've never eaten such a good pizza. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's so nice. But then to share also my passion with others, to teach others about cooking, to make others... I want to give like a small percentage of me to others and show them what I feel when I'm cooking, the passion I have. Mm. And I was so happy, like once I spontaneously saw that there was like a pasta course in uh, like this place in city. And I just, Italy. yeah, Italy, uh, it's called. And suddenly, like I was talking to Arturo, that's one of the people living on the fifth floor. And he was just like, I want to join too. So spontaneously, we just like went both of us there and learned from an amazing chef how to make handmade fresh pasta. And then in that week, me and Arturo made the fresh pasta for like all the people on the fifth floor and people from other floors joined. And we were like sitting 20, 25 people in a kitchen made for like five people. (laughs) (laughs) I remember... Oh, God. Yeah, I think those are my favorite memories when we fitted so many people around that tiny kitchen table. Yeah, We have those pictures of just, you know, tables that don't match and chairs that don't match and stools and people just piling on each other just to eat the food that you were making. (laughs) Yeah. And the time me and another guy we made, uh, it was hummus night. We made like pickled veggies and uh, falafels and stuff. I to like I always loved cooking food, but to live in K9 really brought up my passion even more. Like yeah. yeah, even like to be able to cook and feed so many people, like wow, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> it's an amazing it's like a dream. <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't eaten uh, properly since you left. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> You have all these, uh, because there's so many different nationalities, there's so many different people there that that has this knowledge of how they make uh, different foods in yeah. their best way. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah, oh my God, waking up every morning and feeling the smell of chai on the fifth floor. Wow. Like, it, it was so, like, to be able to wake up feeling this smell, and our room was in front of a balcony. So it, our friend that always makes this chai tea, he would, I remember like a mom woke up and he was sitting on the balcony, just reading a book. You will feel the smell of chai tea. Mm-mm. And it was just like, wow, where am I? This is like a dream. You yeah. enter the kitchen, someone is eating pancakes, someone like, yeah. It's funny how we attach so much uh, memories to smell, right? It's like, I, I I have the same. So when I smell chai tea now, I think of him. When I smell yeah. Santo, I think of another guy always yeah. using that. And it's it's uh, yeah. I have so many smells attached to people that I met there. It's lovely. Yeah. Um. So now you don't work with uh, food anymore, but you still cook no. a lot. And yeah. Uh, does does your time at K nine? I mean, both of you. Uh, but the the time at K nine has kind of impacted you professionally as well as personally well, at, at least for me all my all my jobs are from people who <laughs> are living there or have lived there i don't know how many let's see one two 
at least five different jobs I think I've got from uh, just living there in the canine yeah and uh, uh, so that's pretty cool and in contact they've given you too in contact so <laughs> being given there um, I was very lucky that uh, I'm a designer and uh, there was a, a lot of different like innovative people there in canine that had either they had their own company or they worked for a some innovative company and uh, that's what I love. I love when someone decides to grow food underneath the streets of Stockholm <laughs> that intrigues intrigues me yeah or uh, there was someone who made uh, this digital mortgage loan service and I got to do that and so there's this, this all different kind of cool uh, innovative products that mm. came out of there yeah that's awesome yeah i love to see you growing there like i love to see you seem like you said you've been more like into you're generally a more introverted person yeah but to see this side of you this more like working business that side of you like i love to see how you were like maturing in that and how talking to all these other people made you grow yeah it's very beautiful to see how you dared suddenly t- just talking to a new person? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really nice. And because the, the, one of the m- things I love the most is to solve solve problems. And if you're living there, there's so many things to solve. I even went to like laser cut our own. Uh, what was it? Uh, laser cut some kind of brand name. I was uh, this for, spice oh, l- long, yeah, both the spice sh- uh, shelf, but the washing we, machine we, planning, right? Yeah, the washing machine planner. <laughs> yeah, I made a washing machine planner in plywood that got laser cut uh, in a makerspace nearby at K- KTH, and that was just because we had a problem. We we were doing laundry, but we never knew who we, who was doing the laundry. So I, I made a couple of uh, prototypes and that was just the product I made on my free time and it was such a fun experience. And, and that's where another I... floor wanted it. And you had to Sorry? do another one. You know, you, you made one for our floor and then another floor saw it and they were like, we want exactly. that. <laughs> they wanted it as well. So they got the version two. But then, then they... <laughs> and I think like if I want to do something for my rest of my life, it would be making those small, small things. I could make laundry planners for my, the rest <laughs> of my life if i see that it will make some purpose for these people for myself and the people around me <laughs> it's best experience ever like you yeah. isabella when you're making food for people yeah you get happy because you made them happy in yeah some way. exactly <laughs> and if i see a problem uh, like doing laundry in a better way and i can fix that and it makes people happy that's the best best experience ever yeah, I totally understand. And this was such a cool thing, and we loved using it. Actually, I gave a talk about co-living uh, two weeks ago, I think, and uh-huh. I mentioned I mentioned the, the, that washing machine planner. Actually, I had a picture <laughs> of it in my presentation because I was saying how much how important it is to let the resident figure things out on their own and how it brings people closer together rather than to fix everything from the start and then people just live there. And uh, one of my example was that. And I, I think I had one person asking me, uh, what is this planner thing? <laughs> I like it. We need that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I see this can yeah. be a future. Yeah. Then I think it broke, it broke actually 
not so long ago because yeah. I did. Yeah, because it was held together with the glue, probably, oh, okay. and I didn't have thought of that. <laughs> so it went when it went to the floor. I think it broke. So now they're using some kind of paper, uh, paper oh, back uh, back to uh... thing. Yeah. <laughs> now you know for the next uh, prototype. Yeah, my next prototype will be much better with screws. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like the topic you brought up, how important it is to make the residents also be part of the evolution of the design, the interior design. Just like Parabola up in the start with a carpet. Yeah. Like if if we needed carpets because like he, okay, his nail sounds or dog's nail sounds, not Paris. <laughs> <laughs> That would be terrible if my laser is sounding. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. And he has like arthritis in his paws. So like so that's why we need a carpet because it was wood floors, it was slippery. So Riley's paws hurt when running on the ground floor. So that's why we wanted the carpets. And it was making me so mad. I mean if we need carpets, because like we are not new people living here and carpets are needed because our dog feels pain anyway when he runs, why don't you let us put this carpet? Like if it makes us that lives there better, why yeah. should someone decide over us about it? It's us living there. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't impact them at all. But I think that's interesting because you guys were there and we, we were there when the house had a different set of rules right so the owners were still yeah. in charge and they had those kind of rules that were quite strict yeah and when they went away that changed and then i think now everyone can do i mean of course not yeah they need to talk about it <laughs> but every everything yeah. can be changed because now there's we don't have people over us telling us what to exact do. now the residents decide yeah. Yeah. well it was not like that because we when we, we when we lived there because half of the year we lived there it was under the owner's rules. Yeah. And the other half was when we were trying to find our own rules. Yeah. So it was very interesting to be part of those two chain of this change because it was a big change. And, yeah. and there, there yeah. are challenges that comes up when, you are, when you're trying to be self-dependent uh, as a community and you're like, every, everyone can do whatever they want. Then, then you have new challenges about communication and to, because mm -hmm. when I was, changing the art room for example I could do it I did it too much in the beginning and I didn't talk about it I didn't talk about what the ideas I had for the art room and uh, that ma made uh, it created new issues because uh, people didn't know about oh now the art room looks like this uh, so instead I had to uh, rethink how to uh, make changes and mm -hmm. how to include more people. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so individualistic in my head still, but including more people in the, the way I worked there, that, that probably helped a lot for me. Yeah. Mm. No, that's true. And that's something we constantly have to learn, right? Yeah. There's like one thing I've been thinking about that like I really remember clear and it's in involves you Mo like at that I thought was like it was such a beautiful moment for like from that for me it's very important that we never forget it's like there was one day you wanted like you had decided that that year you wanted to give bracelets to people that in some way had affected you that year or changed you or giving you something or whatever has been kind and you gave me a bracelet 
and I was like so happy because I'm like I'm a person that like I have always worries that like people maybe don't like me or like maybe I'm not good enough for people I'm always worried about it I'd like I'm always thinking like people don't want to be maybe my friends or so when you gave me that it was like like a statement like okay she wants to be my friend and I was so happy because <laughs> I was not ready to get this bracelet. <laughs> Wait so I need to say two things here maybe three. Yeah. One is like how could you not be ready because we were very good friends so you didn't know I liked you. <laughs> That's a bit weird. And, and other thing is that I just want to make clear that I gave to my girlfriends that helped me that year just so, because I didn't give one to Per and I don't want him to think that I didn't like him. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't give one to Riley, right? No, no, no. It was, it was girlfriends uh, because, yeah, I mean, because I was overcoming a breakup and uh, the girls yeah. had been really supportive <laughs> at that time. Uh, but but that's I, cute. I don't... It was just, I don't know, it's something I will never forget. Like, it was, for me, very important to get that bracelet in some way. Very important. <laughs> well, I'm glad it touched you. That's, that's nice. Um, I was wondering, uh, before we go towards uh, maybe the life after K9, do you guys have anything you'd want to add that we haven't touched upon? I don't think so. No. I mean, there are so many things, but yeah, I no, think like yeah, yeah. we have brought up the feeling of living yeah, there. That's yeah, that's perfect. That's great. And so you you decided to study after that, both of you. And so you moved to a new city and lived mm. the two of you with the Riley. And how, how was the transition uh, from 50 to two and a half? <laughs> I mean, now we're living in a yeah, much bigger apartments, like, um, I don't know how... 62 square 62 meters. Uh, from our 20, yeah. 21. But we're missing this this other big part, of course. Uh, living in a, in a um, apartment like this, you have uh, the staircase up to your... We're living on the third floor here, and we have neighbors, but far from uh, the same uh, experience in the communication and the relation you can have with the neighbors in this type of living. Like this house has been built to separate people. And uh, the, the only way you can meet other people is in the, in the hall, in, in the staircase, where the most common thing you have in the staircase is that you're going away or you're going home. Mm. So there's nothing that, nothing that you can talk about here. That's why I don't like living uh, in this type of structured building. I want to have a building that allows more more communication with more people. Yeah, it was really hard in the start. Like it felt, I mean, it felt empty, but still in a way, I f it was still feeling a bit of freedom when I moved away in the way that like, Wow, like I had so much space for me if I want to walk with, you know, underwear. I can walk mm -hmm. with underwear, like, like around. Like when I moved out from my parents' home, for example. Yeah. Probably it, the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The same feeling as I when you move away from a parents' home that you're like, oh, freedom, kind of. But just like when you move away from a parents' home, this feeling goes away. Mm -hmm. And then you're sitting here with this empty, like, space, like, Okay, so who wants to watch a movie with us tonight? <laughs> who can we talk about 
like exciting or deeper topics who wants to share their stories no one yeah so after that and we have, of- yeah and we have all these different small projects in this apartment where we can only show each other or in social media <laughs> but in social media you don't, you don't get the response you want to have yeah uh, I'm 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 doing a, a small farm here. Isabella is having her own like stationary uh, corner here, which is just amazing. <laughs> so many uh, colors and papers, and uh, it's just pens and so so cool. And we're we're starting to do a lot of paintings. We have a lot of paintings on the walls, uh, but, but there's no one to share with. Yeah, you. it's only for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. I. Uh... I we have the same with Anton. It's like I have my little things, and he has his, and we show each other, and like yeah, it's cool. But <laughs> after a while, it's the same thing, right? He knows what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I knows what he's doing. So on the six and six times that like, we're showing the same thing, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get that. Whereas if we lived with other people, I could find someone who shares my passion and his, and um, yeah. It was amazing to live there, and it's been like the most like for me adventurous chapter of my life to be in that house um and uh, but for the future like if i need to think like realistically what yeah. i like how do i want to live in the future is that 100 percent canaan has shown me that i want to live with other people that's 110 percent a fact for me or for yeah. you too when we've been talking yeah but not maybe like but not maybe 50 people yeah no of course like <laughs> i would go down it but i it's i don't want to live with just two three people i still want to live with like 10 15 20 like yeah so, yeah yeah living in a more realistic uh group where you can have a, a good relation with all the people there, because there's a limit how many like more deeper relations you can have and when, I, when i'm seeing like this news about co-living places opening up opening up like mcdonald's where you have like hundreds of people it's it's not gonna work in my mind you want to no. have a smaller communities you need to have this connection and to have also a connection you need to live with each other for a while so yeah. like my next step when i want to move to a, a co-living place or if we are making our own co-living place co-housing place i want it to be like a place where the people wants to live there for like 30 years like yeah. i want to be like i want to build a future with those people i want to see them like if they're getting children or if we are getting a, a dog or a, a little pig or a little hen or whatever. I want like to be part of each other's future and develop with each other for like a long while and not just for like a one year. Yeah. I want yeah. I want yeah, the, the same. Yeah. And the, let's move in together, Mo. Let's do this. <laughs> we we have we have a plan. We haven't uh, we haven't signed it, but no. we have uh, talked about the plan that in the future we will probably live together in uh, some kind of co-living co-housing thing he yep. means with you Mo yeah yeah yeah. i know but we, we're actually uh <laughs> yeah. we're actually uh looking into starting one in the uk mm-hmm. uh we're looking at um okay nothing nothing is sure at all but we're looking at this, this guy who has a farm um thir- 30 minutes yeah i think it's 30 minutes uh train ride from where we live uh, and he he has lots of lands and he wants to 
do something like more organic farming and he wants yes. to have like a food uh, place oh where people God. can go and you know buy fresh food and learn about animals and things that's our dream that's our dream <laughs> well it's happening and <laughs> and uh anton got in touch with the guy and he's really interested in kind of like bringing people together and building a community around like how to grow food and raise animal properly yes. and 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 anton sold him this idea of also doing co-housing on the land um And actually, there's a piece of land on that place, at that place, that is possible. It's possible to build there. Ooh. And so Anton is looking to maybe create some kind of design for co-housing. So where people would have their own private home. Yes. With, but they would be all looking into each other, kind of. And like with a shared uh, space in the middle and a shared kitchen. Yeah. And, and that's the dream. I mean, that's all we talk about. Like that's all we I mean, no, together. That's literally what we are talking about. That we want to make this like our dream is have this place. To all have like how each each of the people should have a like family should have a house. Because I think like for me personally, if I want to live in a place for 30 years, I need my own space, my own little house, like of a course. little kitchen, little living room, bedroom. Yeah. But then that there is this main house in the middle where like if we like we you know, with a huge, like, kind of restaurant-style kitchen. We're like, if we want to have a, a shared dinner, everyone, we can meet in the middle. There's, yeah. like, a library there. Yeah. It's almost bring, bringing back what, uh, I guess, a uh, long time ago when you have, like, townhouses yeah. and in small villages, and that's where you, you, you met. But yeah. having more, of, like, you're starting off with this townhouse or big house, and then you can build small houses around it. And in this big house, you have everything you need. Exactly. Cool. No, that's the dream. And we're thinking more and more about it mm -hmm. now, of course, with the lockdown and everything, is that we can we can work from home. That's what we do already. So it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. where we are. And um, yeah, and the dream is to find people who want to live like that. And we, we would be ready to, <laughs> to, to join us, definitely. Um, Riley raises his paw here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, imagine how much nicer it is for dogs and kids to run around, uh, you know, in the farm and stuff rather than in the city, I guess. Even though I'm, yeah. a, I'm a city girl, I love city, but I gotta say I'm getting tired of it now. Yeah, but also like help each other, you know, like, oh, if you want to go away for a weekend, oh, we can take your dog or we yeah. can babysit if someone has a child, like we help each other out. Exactly. It's not exactly. needed to have like one, it's not needed to have one car per family like it is in city life. You have one or two cars that's for everyone and just yeah. like you know with the with the um, uh, clothes washing machines you have yeah. a schedule for the car yeah. like it's amazing that's yeah it's a thing. so <laughs> mo we're going to see each other in the future <laughs> you need to be prepared because isabella has plan or we have a plan that we're going to have a lot of stray dogs and all, all dogs with like amputees uh blind dogs it's fine <laughs> All the dogs that no one wants, we want them to just give them this really nice time. The rest, the rest of the life they have. Then we can call our co-housing canine. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's wonderful, guys. Uh, I think we should have a special call to talk just about how we're going to live together yeah. in the future. But just, um, yeah. just to, I guess, close this with the question I ask everyone is uh, what makes a home for you guys? What's the definition of home for you? 
Um, well, this is where I think we have, we are probably very dif different in that mind. Yeah, what is home for you? Yeah. For me, home is where uh, your 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 loved ones are, like where the people you want to be with are, uh, and that can be wherever I'm at. Mm. Um, I know you're more. I want for me home is like a safe place. Yeah, more that, physical. Or... Yeah, physical safe place that I don't want to change. Like, I want to know where my bed is when I get home. I want to know where my desk is. I want to know where my lamp is. That's for me. <laughs> it's like this safe. I want to exactly know, like, when I open the door, this is my home. It's not like a new place every time. Mm. Also. <laughs> okay. Interesting ones. I don't think I've yeah. had that before. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Like this anchor. Yes. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, and Riley. Um, well, <laughs> that's the one time I regret that this is a podcast and not a YouTube video because yes. it's so cute. <laughs> Just <laughs> popping his head now. Yes. That was Humans Inside the Pods with Morgan O'Leary. Make sure to join our mailing list so you don't miss an episode. Link in our bio.